Good morning, good day, good evening. Welcome to another episode of Hashtag from Coach to Coach. Hashtag we talk on Mondays. This is your host, Francisco. And today we have a coach, Karen Retardo, and she is based in the West Coast of the U.S. Welcome, Karen. Hi, Francisco. Thank you for inviting me to your podcast. And to everyone, good good morning, good evening, good afternoon, all across the board. Hi, hi, hi. Yes, definitely. All across the world. <laughs> definitely, yes. definitely, Karen. So, um, I don't know, you cannot see it, uh, my audience and, and my, my, my dear listeners, but uh, when I started talking with Karen today, uh, there's something in a, in a board that I love that's written in her, behind her. There's a board, do more of what you love. So, I don't know, Karen, if there's something you would like to share of that particular, you know, sign, no. sign that you have there. Well, Francisco was even asking me, like, oh, did you want to talk about that? And I told him, like, I really don't know, but like, hey, it's here. And I do love that quote because for me, if we do more of what we love, it's just, we're just more joyful, happier. And work doesn't seem like work. Um, I'm, I shared with you, Francisco, I still work as a nurse and, and part-time coaching. And, and I love both. And there's even a day where I was working my full-time job. Then after my full-time job, I had three coaching clients. So by that time I was done, it was already almost 10 at night. But after that coaching call, I still had a lot of energy, full of joy. I I felt like I could still go, 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 because it's something that I love. So when we do something that we love, in my opinion, it doesn't feel work. And that's the interaction of Afkari. You know, I, I do I totally agree that when you're doing it with something that you're really interested in with a certain passion and the love you, you put on things, you're able to achieve things in that sense. You know. But Karen, uh, this is your episode and I just want to ask it, who is Karen? What is, who is Karen uh, for our, our listeners and audience to know? Who's Karen? Well, like I was born and raised in the Philippines yeah. and I migrated to the U.S. in my 20s, early 20s and been working as a nurse. Um, I was sharing with, I was talking to another coach earlier today and she asked me like, Karen, how many years have you been a nurse? And I'm like, oh my goodness, I've been a nurse for 27 years. And and yeah, and then with coaching almost, well, like not, not quite, but like I started like the personal growth development journey and coaching journey way back in, in 2002. And I guess like, you know, Karen is just a lifelong learner who has this desire to better herself and I've always been intrigued, Francisco, by mm-hmm. the human potential. I'm like, ah, oh. I remember coming here to the U.S. in like the late night, you know, mid '90s and late yes. '90s. Anthony Robbins was just starting then, and I even have my CDs and books <laughs> by him. So it's just telling that I really like personal development. And, and and I am also in that in that in that path. I have I always have this kind of curiosity of where is the real potential or where can we we as an individual here 
our limit. No? And I, that's why my advocacy is to have this strong personal and professional development and growth within my, my, my coaching, my coaching activities. No? And I hear from you. You say you're, you're a nurse and at the same time, and you're doing some kind of uh, part-time coaching. And you had in the past, and you started pretty much looking for what's that kind of path of coach, 2002, right? So how do you see yourself as a nurse? And how do you see yourself as a coach? Well, it's been a journey. Because I thought, Francisco, when I completed my coach training last year I'm like I'm gonna start my own coaching practice that's it like so the last six months this year I've just been like connecting inviting offering complimentary coaching sessions Mm -hmm. then I know I've shared with you last week like the weekend two weekends ago I attended a coach's retreat and it was about miracles like a day of miracles and one of the coach mentor coach who facilitated the retreat asked am i open to receiving miracles and i just started sharing and during that share i think a lot i think i know i shared with her that one of the things that i i see myself is empowering women in healthcare especially women mm-hmm. of color in healthcare, first yes. generation immigrants. There's so many Filipino nurses here in California, Francisco, but at the same time, not a lot of nurses in leadership positions, like especially if you're a first generation immigrant, not a lot. It's mostly um bedside nursing and yes. nothing wrong or bad with that. But but yeah, so what I see myself, I'm like I I told my manager if there's gonna be a leadership position that's gonna open, I'm I'm open to looking at it and and applying for it. And that's so different from last year, because last year it was a hard no. I'm like, nope, no nursing leadership positions. I'm just gonna focus on coaching. And at the same time, there might be a need of internal coaching. So so I guess like for me, it's like really listening to my intuition, listening to my heart where it's going to guide me and, and why not do both? Like, you know, I can, I can do a nursing leadership position and still coach on the side part-time and have private clients. (laughs) I I was just curious when you said when you, 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 you're in continuous uh, search of your personal and professional growth, right? And just a while ago, uh, you mentioned that, you know, if there's a position in a nursing department that you are, or as a position as a leader, you would like to apply, you would like to consider that. Is mm-hmm. that as well part of your, you know, interest to challenge or to see your capabilities for your learning and growth as a leader? I think so, because I've like you know held positions in in nursing. I remember not to brag, but like you know they say if it's based on fact, it's not bragging. But like I was assistant director of nursing when I was twenty five in a skilled nursing facility in nursing home, and that was probably the highest uh, 
nursing leadership position I've accomplished in in an organization. But like this one's a really big organization. Like there's so many hospitals across the U.S. and it's even just our department, Francisco. And I think it is part of like you know raising that bar, getting outside of my my comfort zone, and and see what's possible. And maybe my question of why there's not a lot of nursing leaders, women of color, uh, first-generation immigrants that are in nursing leadership positions, because maybe there's no, you know, not a lot of models, although I'm starting to see a few, but not not a lot. And for me, representation is important. And, and hey, it might inspire someone, okay. even if it's just going to make a difference to one person. It's worth it. <laughs> well, that's part of the leadership. No? Uh, you have to lead. No? And if it's part of it that you have to lead for people to to vision it themselves and to, to see that potential in themselves by seeing you, well, that's part of what you want to have that lead. So now on going shifting from a nursing uh, professional, looking forward to take some kind of upskill uh, leadership role. I just want to shift about who is Karen as a coach now. Karen as a coach. Well, I named my company, my coaching company, Francisco Heart Centered Holistic Coaching. Mm -hmm. Because if there's something about me, I know I'm I'm very heart-centered. I have my master's in spiritual psychology. And during that program, like we I learned heart-centered listening. And heart-centered listening is hearing beyond words. It's really listening to the the person, the client, and hearing what they're not even saying. Um and I was even asking myself earlier like oh, what makes me unique unique and different yes and what makes me unique and different is i have that gift of neutrality because i'm i'm coaching my boyfriend i'm coaching my sister i'm coaching my cousin and they're all you know paying me to to coach them and and other coaches are like, wow, you're you're brave to even be coaching your family or your your partner. But I do, I could step away from you know my role or my relationship and really see coach them in a, a neutral space. <laughs> yes. You know, that is interesting because one of the things that we as a as a professional coach, we have to really accept. And to understand that we cannot be, we have to be biased. Cannot be biased. No, in the neutral ground that you're stating, there is very neutrality, as you said. It's quite interesting. No? How are you able to, when you enter that session with your clients, you have to be totally, you know, create that neutrality sense, and you're just there as Karen coach with your client. Man, that's correct. Yes. And how would you able to, you know, to conduct that kind of sessions when you have a very strong, let's say, attachment to that person based on your... You know? Well, for me, I always do a centering process before each coaching session. 
whether it's five minutes and I just like, you know, center myself and I do believe in higher power, God. And I just tell like, okay, God, like, you know, get my ego out of the way. I truly want to serve this person to the highest and fullest and yeah, I'll get my and whatever that's going to be. However, I need to be, let me be of service to them. Yeah. And what, how is Karen, uh, when you're providing this kind of, uh, I, I can I can observe Karen in that when you enter, when you're going to be part of the coaching session, really like, um, make that, how would I say, a shield? Or it's like, you create a protection between yeah. you and your client regardless who is that yeah. client what's happening outside you don't mind but you can as a coach you're there with your client and that's what you create that kind of space right mm -hmm. how is that Karen? how are you able to transform that Oh, well, I think a perfect example that I could share when I was coaching my boyfriend last week, it was our third third session, and he was sharing about some personal family, like, you know, his side of the family that he's going through, and he said, like, feelings of guilt started to come up, and, and I could hear, like, it wasn't a Zoom call, like, it was just a phone call, but I heard the crack in his voice, I could, I could feel his emotions coming up and then he tried to shift to shift his uh change topic and I told him I'm like whoa 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 babe okay okay <laughs> did you notice that he's like what like did you notice that when we started when it started to get uncomfortable and get to your emotions you changed the topic and and for him that he was blow, blown away so if there's one thing about me as a coach, like, you know, Francisco, I'm going to call it as I see it. I won't be mean. I won't be a bee. <laughs> but I will say it in a in a loving way where you're going to hear it. And and it's still up to the client, you know. They could choose to, to go there or not go there. But I'm always going to challenge them to go there, whatever that there is for <laughs> them. <laughs> I like what you said, a challenge to go there. Yeah. And it's true in a way, like, you know, sometimes people, want, I mean, I always, I don't, if, if maybe, if, I always say this, and maybe, I don't know if you agree with it. Everyone's, everybody wants to be heard. Intentionally, right? yeah. you want to be heard, you start talking. But as you said, sometimes as a coach, you have to be there to challenge to go there. So how do you feel that when you know that you have to break that, you're going to be entering a zone where there, there's certain comfort, yeah. right? How do you see well, yourself like, kind of there? I, I always, do, I, I over ask permission, like, you know, can I share something with you? Can I, you know, can I share something with you that might feel uncomfortable, might feel awkward for, for both of us? And, mm -hmm. and just giving that, permission for them to say no or yes and most of the time almost 100 percent my 95 percent of the time like you know they say yes like as long as we ask permission and i've had clients who said no and just respect that like okay like what would be helpful now then just allow them to to lead the conversation no you know but but that's that's true right i mean 
yes, indeed, the, the permission is must be. Uh, you cannot mm -hmm. just, you know, blast that question and observe it. Yeah, there you go. No? You, you have to settle a bit your, your client. But there's a certain moment that I don't want to say vulnerability of the client, but it's more about expanding what they have mm -hmm. in mind, right? And you are there to, to catch it. And you try to figure out well, what what does it mean, and then you have to share it back, right? So in that sense, right, is how do you put that all together so that when it lands back to the client, as a coach, Karen, as a coach, it's like mm -hmm. it's they have to catch it as well the ball, right? You got my point. <laughs> they yeah. throw to you, you hear it, you try to form the way, yes. and you have to push it back. Yeah, but like I think a perfect example was with my client earlier because she was sharing about like when things start getting hard, mm -hmm. she pulled back yes. and just I'm like, oh, I'm not going to do it anymore. And and I know like in coaching, like we don't really go to the path, but sometimes it's important to bring the path. So like for me, I ask her like, you know, what's the earliest memory that she could think of where she she did that like when things got hard she pulled back and and there was it wasn't even a childhood memory it was just an incident at work yes and we were able to connect the dots and i just asked her like you know um what do you see like what what connection do you see between your coaching practice and and that event because she's been yeah, she hasn't been focusing on her coaching business because she said, like, it's been hard. And he, it was just great, like, to hear during, like, what were your insights or aha moments. And just like, and I have to say, this was probably one of, one of, if not the best coaching session I've ever had. And then when I asked her, like, you know, what made, she even used the word magical. And I asked her, like, what made it magical? And she's like, you know, just being able to, connect the dots like something that i didn't mm. even see it's it's the awareness like and they say greater awareness greater places yes yeah and you just mentioned now that um uh by the way um i have to uh you know karen had a milestone an achievement and she just got her uh, International Coach Federation credentials at an ACC level, which is always the start. And as she said, Karen, she said that you're always continuously uh, looking forward to to learn and to grow. No? Yeah. So where do you see now when you're you're now having this kind of practice? You're in your you're 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 performing several like uh, you know coaching sessions. You got these credentials. Where do you see now, Karen, moving forward? in both sense as a coach and your and your growth oh my goodness i think just continue to like be visible and now francisco i'm i've been more comfortable saying like oh, i'm a professional coach like reaching out to my network being active in filipino nurses association here in southern california and just being of service, not even to to get clients, but like, oh, how can I how can I serve? How can I make a difference? Like, what contribution can I make? So okay. I think thing with like the ACC now, like, oh my goodness, just lots of possibilities, and there's a lot of coaching 
platforms I've heard out there, like BetterUp, like Thrive Partners. So that's been in in my mind too. I'm like, okay, let's see. Because I believe to be a better coach, you need to be coaching, not creating a website, not creating social media posts. And I do want to be a better coach. Like I still aspire to be a master coach, Francisco. ACC is just the beginning and I'm not stopping. No, no, it, and that's true, and that's true. And everybody can hear in, in, in this podcast episode that they've been having this for the past year and a half. You know, every coach that we have here, every coach, they know that it's, it's, it's a long journey for us to reach. And amazing how, how it helps as, as an individual that we, we were, I was not the word personally, and most of the people I've heard, coaches heard, that when they start this kind of coaching journey, they don't see us as some way to stop. It's for them. It's a continuous growth. And looks like you already had. You're just starting ACC, and now you're looking forward to a master level. So it's a long way to go, right? And for me, coaching is one of the best professions, Francisco, because like it's the only coach where you need to really align who you are to your profession. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that, you know, like there are some surgeons out there who are a holes. And yet they're great surgeons, but like, hey, doesn't matter if they're a-holes or not, but they're great surgeons. But like with coaching, you can't be that. You can't be a bitchy coach or an a-hole coach and still be great. I'm like, you know, like the audio and the video needs to line up. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. No, exactly. If that, you know, it's, it's true, huh? Yeah, that's true about you just said. I like those analogies, like the vision, the vision dialogue has to line up. The images mm-hmm. and what they're saying has to line up. If not, there's some kind of distortion there, right? But there's that coming back to what you said a while ago about your what I asked you, what what do you see you know, in the coming moving forward? And there's like contribution. Mm-hmm. So just go to the what is that contribution that Karen thinks? That she can share or contribute in in your in pursuit of offering your services to that environment group. Well, because right now, like you know, I'm a volunteer for Make a Wish Foundation, so I'm thinking, like you know, even partner with Make a Wish Foundation, where they were, like you know, my coaching can help support that. But I think ultimately, Francisco, I've heard coaches that really make good income, and they start doing anonymous charity donations yes. and i'm like oh i want to reach that level where i it's more philanthropic works and yeah not much volunteering my time i see volunteering more like you know my my finances and and i have a fur baby so i know like one of the charity organizations or philanthropical work that i'm gonna do would be to support those animal shelters or organizations that support animals. Okay. Mm-hmm. Another thing that I have in mind, I wrote it here. You know, challenge to go there. Now, just going back, what you said, I didn't, I didn't, I left that just to know more about who is Karen. Now we're, we are, we had that that kind of question here. Challenge to go there, right? Yeah. Is it also a way for you to challenge yourself? of how you're able to connect with that individual or is more you in a neutral air zone you really have to go deep so that the client or that person were able to 
really that magical or awareness. Yeah. Well, like, you know, as in coaching, we also say, like, we need to meet where our clients are at. Yes. And and at the same time, pushing that envelope, like, okay, see, like, they're testing their comfort zone wherever they're willing to, to go. And, and I do, I have, I'm, I feel comfortable asking uncomfortable questions. Um, and I, I feel like, you know, like, it is. That's where the magic happens because I may never see this client ever after that three months or six months package. So like, why not be the person who will be that person that's really going to be radically honest? Because there might nobody in their life that's going to be radically honest to them. So why not be that person to them? Well, like that. Be that person to them so is it yeah, sorry yeah, go ahead go ahead no because i think i think it's easy to be polite to be nice and to be like and thinking like oh i do want to lose this client but at the same time like who else will be it challenges me and i know it will challenge them too so it's gonna be win-win <laughs> He said, like, that's just interesting what you said. Be that person to them, though. And it's and this is what I always say. You know, the coach, we are there to be the mirror of that person. And now, in, in order for you to be to be the mirror, you have to be there to be that person for them. I mean, they're the ones looking at them themselves, but there, there's another individual mm -hmm. in the other side of the mirror, right? But that's you. Yeah. Be that person to them. You agree or? I agree. And I think like, you know, the depth of our coaching will only go as far how how much work we've done on ourselves. Because like if I'm not comfortable with emotions and feelings, I don't think I'll be able to coach someone to, to go there, like, you know, to be vulnerable and to really feel their feelings. But I'm very comfortable. I cry watching movies. I don't care if people... <laughs> See me cry, but I am very comfortable with emotions and feelings. So you could put that. Yeah. Hey, hey, another thing here. You, you're a professional nurse. You've been, you know, for the past you said 27 years. I heard. Yeah. yeah. Now you're a coach. Are there moments that when you're performing your job as a nurse, you're also uh, intuitively, let's say, coaching at the same time? Yes, I don't think we could take our coaching hat, especially your Gallup certified strength coach. I'm a Gallup certified strength yes. coach, and I see the strength of my coworkers. And there's certain jobs or projects that I know they're gonna excel. So you know, we're working remotely right now, but I would teams them like, hey, have you ever thought of you know consider or consider doing this project? Because this is what I see in this is what I see in you that you're good at. And just sharing it with them and based on, you know, those co-workers that I've shared that like, they were they were grateful because sometimes we're very stingy with acknowledgements and compliments. And I think that's one thing that I learned from coaching. Like, hey, if you see, observe something, say it. <laughs> You're truly following uh, how to be the good professional 
a professional coach. You know, you're, you're, you're listening, you're observing, you're very courageous, you're quite brave, you're quite curious. And again, you what you said a while ago, be that person to them. And I asked this question again because of your say, even though you're nurse, you're you're acting during the whole day of your professional work day as a nurse. Uh, you as well have this uh, tendency to be that person for them, for for them to you know to realize their possible potentials, right? That's what you do. Mm -hmm. So in that sense, so Kyan, anything else that you think you would like to, to add or to share before we close our session? Oh my goodness. I, I think like, you know, my invitation is for people who haven't experienced coaching Francisco, like if they know a coach who's, like reach out to them and like hey I want to experience coaching because Francisco like I've been in the coaching world personal development industry since 2001 and I've heard coaching since the late 90s and I'm still shocked and surprised when people don't really know what coaching is about like you know they think mentoring consulting is coaching and it's not it's it's different so I guess, like, you know, that's one message that I want to share with people. Like, it's something happens when you sit with someone. Like, magic happens. Like, the, your heartfelt dreams, stuff that you haven't shared or talked about. Once you talk to a coach, like, there's just a life of possibilities. A life of possibilities. And it's and it's part of the, 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 the you know, the intention of this podcast of mine is, like, whoever listens to we shared this, it's published, it's posted everywhere, is people have to realize that having a coach is something that it helps, it supports and discovers and explore and relearn things of an individual. Yeah. Yes. And something happens when two persons, like, you know, the co-creative process because like I tried to coach myself Francisco like you know with all the coaching skills I'm like okay I can self-coach myself and yet when I present the same issue to my coach yes I'm like Ta -da! I have insights and I'm like who how come I didn't get that insight when I was working with myself but like yeah there there is miracle and magic that happens when two people meet and there's that co-creative process yeah. Uh, there you go. Well, thank you, Karen. Karen, this is another. She's Karen. This is her story, and this is Karen as a nurse as well as a coach, professional coach in her business. Thank you, Karen. Oh, thank you. This was great. Thank you for inviting me. No, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure to hear stories, and Karen, more than welcome to have you here in, in our episode of this podcast. Cool. Well, dear listeners. Good morning, good day, good evening. This was another episode of Hashtag from Coach to Coach. Hashtag we talk on Mondays. This is your host, Francisco. Until then, stay safe. Thank you. <laughs>